Hey, good afternoon. Mo here from the Financial and Trade Hub of East and Central Africa. Yes, transmitting loud and clear from Nairobi. The only, yes, I repeat, the only capital city in the world with the highest number of migratory birds passing through at any time of the year. I bet you never knew that. As always, we're getting ready to hear the roundup of the global news update from around the world. And in our Africa, I got your section today. We'll be referencing a concern from a president in Africa about the accuracy of the testing kits in his country. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Orata Consulting Group, a brain trust supporting governments, public and private sector in the adoption of emerging technologies across Africa. BBC News at 2.41 p.m. today. Good afternoon. This is BBC News. Businesses are looking at draft guidance issued by the government setting out how they might make workplaces safe once the lockdown is lifted. Ideas include introducing one-way systems within buildings, continuing to encourage home working and staggering working hours. Adam Marshall from the British Chambers of Commerce says companies need more detail. We need as much specificity as possible so that businesses can be sure that they taken all the steps that they can in order to protect their people and as much as possible we also want to see consistency across the UK. It would be very confusing and costly for businesses if we saw different nations going in very different directions. Employers have been told they won't be forced to ensure that workers stay two metres apart if that isn't possible as long as they take other safety measures. Sir Jeremy Farrar who's head of the Wellcome Trust and a member of the government's scientific advisory group believes social distancing will remain important but the two meter rule may change. It's based on old data about how far when we cough and we sneeze that the droplets and the aerosols that may come from that spread. There there is nothing magical about two meters. Perhaps more importantly is the time you spend in contact with somebody else. The trade minister, Connor Burns, has resigned after a report found he used his position as an MP to intimidate a member of the public. The Committee on Standards said he had broken Commons rules after suggesting he could use parliamentary privilege over a debt dispute involving his father. Universities in England will be allowed to recruit up to 5% more students than planned this year to help ease their financial pressures. But students will still have to pay full tuition fees even if their courses are taught online in the autumn. Universities elsewhere in the UK are yet to hear about any additional help. Italy is easing its coronavirus restrictions eight weeks after it became the first country in the world to enforce a national lockdown. Parks are opening, outdoor exercises allowed and restaurants can offer takeaways. And one last story. A study from the University of Exeter has found that people who are unable to visualise mental images are more likely to work in science-related jobs. The researchers examined people with a condition called a fantastic whereby people can't visualise images in their mind. And that's the latest BBC News. From Sky News at 4.45pm today. 
From the Sky News Centre at two, the new NHS Nightingale Hospital in London is being put on standby. The temporary site at the Excel Centre in the east of the capital took its first patients almost a month ago. It has capacity for up to 4,000 people, but our political editor, Beth Rigby, says it doesn't look like that's going to be needed. The Prime Minister's spokesperson said it's not likely we'll have to admit patients because the virus is under control. Nightingale London will be placed on standby should it be ready to receive patients again, but we do not expect that to be the case. The government's draft guidelines for businesses suggest some could reopen without strict two-metre distancing rules as long as they give staff protective equipment. It also recommends restricting access to lifts and staggering shift times. Francis O'Grady, the General Secretary of the Trades Union Congress, says the document's not good enough. We need a little less discretion employers being told they can consider whether there's social distancing or even soap and sanitizer at work and a bit more robust direction and tough enforcement. A smartphone app which uses Bluetooth to track the spread of COVID-19 goes on trial on the Isle of Wight today. It requires someone to let the system know if they get symptoms with the data recorded using an anonymous ID. The names of dozens of scientists who advise the government have been published. It follows criticism the group, known as SAGE, isn't transparent enough. Elsewhere, Jenny Formby's announced she's standing down as the General Secretary of the Labour Party. During her two years in the role, the party's been rocked by anti-Semitism claims and she's also had treatment for cancer. She's described it as a very challenging period. And Love Island is no longer going to take place this summer because of the coronavirus pandemic. ITV says it's not logistically possible to produce it in a way that safeguards the well-being of everyone who is involved. That's the latest. I'm Annie Green. From Bloomberg First Word at 1.19pm today. We begin with President Donald Trump in this. As many as 100,000 Americans could die from the new coronavirus. This increased estimate of the death toll coming from President Trump. At the beginning of April, the president said he hoped deaths would total less than 60,000. But so far, more than 67,000 have died. Sticking with President Donald Trump, he's accusing China of trying to cover up the coronavirus outbreak. He's promising the U.S. government would release a, quote, conclusive report on the pandemic's Chinese origins. He also says imposing tariffs on Chinese imports would be the ultimate punishment and an explosive Associated Press report saying China covered up the extent of the outbreak. Why? So it could stock up on medical supplies. Now Taroche, the company, is the latest to get emergency U.S. approval for a coronavirus antibody test. The Swiss drug maker promising production will scale up and quickly. The test is designed to identify people already exposed to the virus. And we end in Italy. That's where Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte is facing a growing revolt by business and political rivals. Starting today, the nationwide lockdown is being eased. Pressure to speed up the reopening is likely to increase New deaths and infections there attributed to the virus have fallen, this to the lowest level in almost two months. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and at Quick Take by Bloomberg, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Viviana Tato. <clears throat> this is Bloomberg. From DW News Brief at 3 p.m. today.
This is DW News and these are our top stories. The European Union is hosting a virtual global conference to raise funds for efforts to develop a vaccine and treatments for the coronavirus. The money will mainly go to international health groups and research networks. Italy is easing some of its lockdown restrictions. Parks are reopening and people will be allowed to visit relatives in the same region. More steps are planned if the infection rate stays low. Italy has the second highest death toll after the US. Russia has registered another day with more than 10,000 new coronavirus cases. Following Sunday's record one-day rise, more than half are in Moscow. The number of confirmed infection in Russia is now above 145,000. A trial over a stampede at Germany's Love Parade Festival in 2010 has ended without a verdict. Judges said coronavirus measures meant the statute of limitations would run out. 21 people were killed at the Techno Music Festival. This is DW News from Berlin. You can follow us on Twitter at DW News and visit our website DW.com. Great, that's the news from around the world. And it's now time for our Africa I Gotcha section. So Tanzanian President Magufuli Pombe has produced evidence that samples from a popo and a goat tested positive for COVID-19. Yes. The president said, Adding, this meant it was likely that some people were being tested and yet they were not COVID positive. There is something happening. I've said before, we should not accept that every aid is meant to be good for this nation, Magafuli said. Adding, the kits should be investigated. So for the full story, I've posted a link below, as always, so you can read it for yourselves. So keep your comments coming in. I do read them. And I'm using them to shape our future podcasts. And thanks for those who are tuning in through the Buzz Sprout that is now hosting us online. So let's not forget, stay home, stay safe. You know about washing your hands, you know about social distancing, um, you know about your masks. But um, remember, and let, the, let me make this loud and clear, please, at no time should you ever share your masks the same way you do not share your inner garments. So thank you for tuning in, as always. And this podcast is brought to you in partnership with Orata Consulting Group, a brain trust supporting governments, public and private sector in the adoption of emerging technologies across Africa. Till tomorrow, see ya.